Hello, my people. I'm Omar DeWint, communications executive here at Cervera Real Estate, and you are listening to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, season four. Today, we have a great conversation for you. We're profiling Iris, a cutting edge construction technology startup based out of DC, and its co-founders, Alexander McManus and Hussein Chokami, are on a mission together to leverage technology and data to provide value to everyone throughout the construction process. So let's get right to it. Alexandra, Hussein, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. We're excited to uh, have you here. And as I was uh, getting ready for the interview, I was excited to learn more about uh, Iris. Um, As I mentioned, you guys have what uh, seems to be a really unique and exciting concept that uh, is really going to, um, as I said, change the game in construction. So without further ado, I think let's get right into it. Uh, Alexandra, let's, let's start with you. Your mission at Iris highlights a focus to provide solutions that reduce costs, improve accuracy, and address operational demands of each unique construction process, uh, excuse me, project. So as an introduction to our listeners, could you please walk us through your personal and professional background and the journey that led uh, you and Hussein to the awakening and creating uh, the Iris business concept? Uh, would love to. Yeah. Hussein and I both have extensive careers in the construction industry. And really, from my perspective, I started as an engineer and I came out of engineering and uh, went right into the kind of construction industry, really focused on data and software. And I worked with a company called the Gordian Group, and we manage massive portfolios of construction projects or helped manage Mm. through the use of data and software. And what I realized kind of doing that over many years is that we were really good at kind of tracking and managing everything moving into construction and then everything moving out of construction. So when you get out of the close out of the contracts and kind of the turnover of a project, but there was a massive hole and I I always call it like a little bit of a chaotic black hole as to what was happening in the construction site. And so when I was introduced to Hussein in 2015, Hussein was really looking to uh, garner the value of data on the construction site. And we're trying to figure out how do we best add value to all the stakeholders uh, by capturing data and information on the construction site. And then we started to focus on the workforce, right? Because you're really tied into the individual and how they're impacting a project, right? And this understanding that the right person is on site at the right time, (laughs) managing the right part of the process, it's going to lead to kind of every workflow on the construction site. So we focused on tracking the workforce and then tying that into workflow as seamlessly and kind of operationally efficiently as possible, which when you're working on a dynamic, difficult site, such as a construction site is is easier said than done. I think we've been pretty successful in doing that over the, the last five years. That's amazing. So Hussein, walk us through the sort of elevator pitch. Uh, what is Iris and how does it work? Um, well, give you quickly my background as well. I come from the construction industry. So before starting Iris with Alex, I came from the architecture, design, and real estate development side of the construction. So together, combined, we kind of had a powerhouse of understanding construction from all different angles. The way Iris works, it focuses on understanding who's on site and when. And that is typically a direct has a direct correlation with your schedule and your budget and how your project is going most projects about 99 percent of projects 
are behind schedule. And it is not because people are not good builders or, or anything. It is mainly because you have a lot of moving parts that are from permits to design, to material, to equipment, to people, which people are the ones who still build buildings. You hear a lot about robotics, but that's not there yet. So about 60 to 70% of the construction site or the value of it is in the building that built it. So what Iris focuses is on that component. We work with our clients in understanding deployments, the schedules, and we can track against the schedule and deployment live, or in real time, I mean, in order to give our clients and a constant understanding of what's going on on their sites. This is how we started. Then when you're now dealing with people, you get into safety. You get into understanding how are they impacted? What is the benefit? How do you protect that person in the site? How do you make sure that they are evacuating safely if there is a situation or if there is a drill that we have to empty the site? How do you manage the site from access? Who's coming in and when? So we've gotten really into all aspects of the human capital or the workforce visibility on site. Uh, that's where we are today as a company. That's excellent. So how does that work on the um, in the application level? Are you working in tandem with the uh, contractors and developer or are you, is your firm itself um, managing the construction? We are not managing the construction. We are working with the contractors or the developers as a software that comes up as a tool for them to use and understand via our software what's happening on their sites. So we are a remote company. We work globally and actually nationwide and globally. Um, and we're a software. Uh, like I said, our clients use us on the ground. Uh, there are some equipment that gets installed in the field so that they can virtually control their sites and manage who's coming in and out via some a combination of wearables uh, that we provide like badges or beacons that go on hard hats. And everybody understands who's coming in and out of sight in real time based on our um, um, uh, information that is provided into the system. That's excellent. And I imagine then with, with the tracking uh, technology, um, what, you know, coming was, we're still dealing with COVID, but especially last year as, as COVID, um, was, uh, was sort of thrust upon us, that ability to track and, um, let's say space, um, space workers out safely, uh, was, uh, was a huge added value. I would imagine on the software. Yes. Yeah, so, so something we do is we basically on a, any given construction site, We'll have visibility into who's on site, right? When, who do they work for? But then we can also look at a construction site and break it down into zones, right? So you can use that for safety and security or management of the site. You can also use it for, we kind of pivoted that, that feature for COVID to, if you understand the size of an area, right? That what the density should be, right? And then we understand then we were able to send to our clients alerts that said there was too many people in a certain area, right? So then you're at risk of just basically everybody being too close in a situation like COVID. There's a lot of other applications for that tool, but it, we were able to use it very nicely for contractors that were using Iris to keep managing their workforce safely during COVID. 
uh, we were also able to um, use some of our wearables to even keep track of basically dwell time, how long people were close to one another, which is then very helpful when we're getting into potential contact tracing issues. So if there was a case of COVID, instead of having to shut down the entire site because uh, our clients had the kind of workforce visibility, we we're actually able to notify them who that individual was close to um, and only those people had to be kept off of the site kind of moving forward. So it had huge advantages in the productivity of the site as well as the health and safety of the workers. And I should note, we did that all anonymously, which is really, really important, right? So to be an effective software, you really have to consider um, the needs of, of all the stakeholders you're working with. And so we're able to create an anonymous ID set up for uh, contact tracing. So nobody had to notify anybody of their own health situation. Right. And those, um, you know, the, the ability to report anonymously and, and, uh, you know, take care of uh, privacy concerns, I think is something that all can appreciate. So, Iris was established in 2015. Uh, you are a DC base, but have uh, spread across the US and, and internationally. Um, what have you seen in the last six years uh, in terms of the impact and results um, on uh, the effectiveness in reducing uh, costs and delivering on time and uh, overall uh, efficiencies? Um, you know, I'll jump in on that one. Um, the one thing we've seen actually before getting into that one is the welcoming of technology into the construction industry has changed over the last six years. At the beginning, technology was not really sought for or sought out, I mean, uh, because our clients were managing the projects manually as they were like understanding manually who's in and out of a site. Now, as projects have, be have become more complex and schedules are more demanding, technology has become very helpful. So today where we stand, we're in a market where we're in a higher demand than we were six years ago. The impact we've seen with our clients has been enormous because we've had projects where every day of delay is costing a client a million dollar in losses, like in data centers, mm -hmm. for example. That's, that's something that is very critical for our clients to complete on time. Um, so our system has helped our projects shave a few days or weeks off of delays, depending on the situations that we've seen. And we've seen that on different types of projects where it saved two to four weeks because there were some material issues that were coming, that were being delayed. So the deployments were affecting the schedule itself. So with our system, they were able to understand and mitigate those risks and rebuild their schedule and understand how they would go about making up for those losses. And in other cases, we were able to help them see things before they happen. Uh, so that they can stay on top of the issues um, and, and act quickly. And so I just want to underscore because we do, right, we're really providing workforce visibility. So kind of the situation when there's a material delay, uh, and this was mm -hmm. one of the first projects we were on, it was an office building, right? So where you can do data centers or office buildings or mixed use, right? It doesn't really kind of matter the type of construction that there was a, a kind of critical path uh, curtain wall delay of that particular item. However, because the material was delayed, the subcontractor and the subcontractor's crews were not on site. Mm -hmm. So the actual early indicator of the delay of the material came from the, the delay in the deployment of the workforce. 
and so, of course, on that construction site, somebody knew that that material was late, but the right people didn't know in mm. order to then take action and mitigate the, the risk. So because Iris is on site, there was an alert sent out that there was a delay in a critical path item. Then that alert went to actually the general contractor and the developer. And then they worked together to find a new material supplier. So there was a massive delay and it was easier to buy the material actually in this case from Canada and get it there faster than wait for that initial supplier. But without that kind of visibility across what's happening in the project, the people that need to take action aren't gonna know for perhaps weeks later that there is an issue when they see things come through uh, in daily logs or in, in payment and in payroll. Um, so that's kind of the, the leading indicator kind of risk situation that we're looking at. And then I'll add another example for it was high rise in Miami that we worked on. Uh, when you're looking at multi-stories and moving people vertically in a building during construction, the timing of when they come into the building and how long it takes them to get to the top and how you efficiently move that crew through the building with the hoists that are attached on the outside of the building, which you see in a lot of this construction, uh, that became also critical to make sure that the schedule is stay, it, it's, it keeps going and is not delayed because the right crew is not at the right floor at the right time. So you've really uh, drilled this down to a science. It sounds like um, uh, optimum efficiency. I love that. I imagine the developers love it because they're um, they're not going over time, over budget. The contractors are able to finish the project sooner and get on to the next project. And I imagine the end user, the buyer, is going to be the beneficiary of a, a lower price, one would imagine. A hundred percent. And we'll think about it. If you're a developer and maybe you have a couple projects going on at one time, or maybe you have 30 projects, or maybe you're you know, running hundreds of projects around the world. You could literally see from your computer screen, right? Every project, what the deployment was that way, that day, whether the appropriate subcontractors are there and whether, right, the appropriate amount of people are on site to do the tasks to complete that day, right? Across all your projects, right? Because they have that complete picture of what's happening right, without having to fly across the country, which is why we've really kind of seen the adoption of technology, right, with COVID. All of a sudden, this understanding that, wait, I can have all this information and I don't need to be traveling, right? Mm -hmm. So it was an impossibility during COVID. Of course, it's gonna to continue to save money and time in the future, right? It, right? It's much cheaper to have this information sitting on your, on your laptop than it is to fly you around the country, which is still what happens sometimes to see if construction sites are, are moving uh, on, on task and on, on time. So you can then have this information, all your projects, see everything that's happening, and then key in with alerts to where there might be issues. And then that's what it tells you as a developer, or as a contractor, where to focus. Right, right. And as buildings, at least, you know, here in Miami and, and definitely uh, in New York and, and across global cities, the, the high rises get higher, get taller, right? Um, you know, with... Uh, to hundred and, and whatnot. What, what's the tallest building that, that you've seen? Um, just a sidebar here. Our for our project, I think we've been on a seventy to seventy-five story building. That's been wow. our system. But you got to understand, on these large projects, you're looking at twelve hundred, fifteen hundred people building this, right? Right. In all at once during the morning, right? So a system like ours becomes key in managing this volume of people. 
Right. I know this is a it's a true game changer. I mean, definitely from from a developer's perspective, when you when you think of erecting something 70 plus, uh, you know, floors high and then managing that with, you know, with the with the more traditional way, it's no wonder why, uh, you know, buildings are delayed, uh, you know, one two, however many years. Well, and then you also get into and I don't think there's a developer we've talked to that doesn't have a project where they were just mired in change orders at the end of the project, right? And delays and going through the auditing of all of that to close out a project, right? So if you actually have a detailed record of every day, what the weather was, which we also track in real time, who was supposed to be on site, who was actually on site and the tasks that were accomplished, right? There's still going to be issues that crop up in construction, but now the, you're able to work through those issues with one set of facts right, and move forward. So the actual closeout of these projects and the tracking of the change orders and therefore the saving of the contingency on the project increases significantly. Um, so that's, if you're a developer, right, that's a huge advantage because how else are you gonna know whether the electrician was delayed on that project or whether mm -hmm. they had a crew show up uh, that wasn't able to work three months after that day already passed, right? So that, that's just some of the kind of, kind of ongoing value of having that data. Sure. And now we talked about, or we've been talking about, you know, large construction um, uh, in scope. What about, uh, and in terms of your services, do you also cater to, let's say, you know, the spec builder or um, the client that is looking to tear down, you know, older construction, maybe build a, you know, duplex townhouse or a small multifamily? So we have a variety of, uh, of, of, ways of serving all different sizes of clients. In other words, our system can go from hardware less, which is just an application that is manually uh, tracking that information uh, with a small crew to of course, fully automation uh, when we are on a larger crew site or also with the zones that Alex mentioned. But all you need is an iPad or, 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 or let's say a surface and a phone or, or a digital phone that's all you need for our system. So even if you're a crew of five, you can you can use our system to do the exact same thing. That's amazing because I think one of the biggest headaches, uh, you know, homeowners down here in in um, in Miami and and investors in general uh, run into is that dealing with those you know delays on the smaller projects, which you would think would be easier, but it's just um, uh, you know it, it it turns into a headache. And yeah, what our system comes handy with that is is also using uh, the application or or our surfaces. You can also track daily progress of the project. Our system can be used to document that progress, and and that's important because if you think about it, even if it's a small building or a larger pro uh, building, every general contractor has subcontractors that work with mm -hmm. them, an electrical sub or a mechanical sub, and you can track uh, their progress by using our daily reporting tool, which is again, straightforward. You don't need any hardware for it. It's just all you need is internet and, and every sub can document their progress directly into that for the general contractor to have a visibility of what's happening and provide a daily report of progress on site uh, in real time. And that also helps all, all sorts of different clients, mainly on the general contractor side because their job is to stay on top of the project and deliver it to the owner. Well, even or even a developer, right, that might be running, even uh, if you're doing some kind of rehab uh, flip projects, mm -hmm. still have the same issues. You have multiple 
multiple workers coming in to do different things and you have to manage all of that. And that also can be kind of, you can have all that information right on your phone. What's going on on all your projects at any one time? Who's checked in where? Right? Are they on mm-hmm. site? Are they are they completing the tasks? Right? They can do the daily log that Hussein was talking about. Send pictures. You can see them right away. Yes, they completed that task. It, they had this many workers on site for the day, and that starts at like ten dollars a month. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we've really tried to do is create a platform that provides this visibility and provides value down from the worker to the small sub to the larger sub to the GCs to the developers. Right across any project type. We also enable access control um, with with an app, and that it starts at only $100 a month, right? So when you have to have certain requirements, right, whether when somebody can be on site or what type of person can be on site, right, so that we can control that a little bit tighter, right, that, that also can start at a pretty low price point without any kind of IoT or infrastructure on site. I'll add another thing that we've been very successful at and our clients have really uh, used our data has been on the municipality side. So some of the school constructions were on nationwide or uh, uh, different cities as they're working on their infrastructures. There's a lot of compliance. Our low-income housing that reports low, back. Low-income housing. There's a lot of compliance required on these by the city. So the, what's the benefit of that is the city wants to make sure that the right people coming from the right zip codes are working on the projects that the city is providing in those locations. And our system helps track that compliance and provides a a third party uh, report that is really untouched, which is our report that goes straight to the city to understand are, is my money that I'm putting in zip code Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z serving the people that are actually living in that zip code and they're getting jobs in, in, in the projects that I'm providing. That's been a big thing for us nationwide. Well, and it creates a lot of efficiencies for the builders, right? Because they don't have to go through that, right? The paperwork and the reporting, which can get very sticky, um, right? So uh, right. part of our background is really understanding the workflow and the detail and the reporting. And so there's basically automated reports can go right to the people that need to. And then somebody project managing or developing a project doesn't have to worry about it. So if you can see, basically what we're saying is we've touched on every aspect of the construction side, understanding the construction ourselves. This is what we we come from. We understand the challenges that are now clients. We come from their seat. We were in their position before and understand those those challenges. And we developed a software or a system that helps them deal with those issues that were kind of a pain in the neck for them. And now it's simplifying it and making it faster for them and automating it. Well, it, I mean, my hat's off to you because it sounds like that was no small feat. And as you're, as you're talking, I'm wondering, I mean, what's next for you? Because I feel like the applications of this system and technology uh, must have uh, benefit to, uh, you know, municipalities, uh, private companies and whatnot, even outside of construction, or am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> next, we're working to be, the next thing for us that we're focused on is the actual worker themselves. What mm-hmm. benefits can the worker get directly at their fingertips? Now, the worker, uh, as they show up to a project site, they want to understand how they're going to get paid. They want to understand their safety, their tasks. So we want to work with the worker themselves to make sure that they are also efficient from their own side. They want to know how many days I'm going to work this week. How long am I going to be working? When do I get paid? Those are very important things that we want mm-hmm. to get into uh, uh, as a tying factor 
to the, the cycle that we've created in the construction. That's one of the things we're looking into right now. Yeah, and any kind of uh, developer or maybe a GC that runs their own workforce or a sub that has used our platform, right, has access to all the timesheets. So we track the timesheets of everybody on that site. So then we can easily be payroll verification, uh, which you already operate as, are really tied directly into a payment payroll system. So we're working with some of the subcontractors and, and builders to kind of tie that workforce data we already have into payroll, right? Because you have this third party verified uh, timesheets that directly impact how people are gonna get paid. So that should benefit not only the worker, uh, but, but the builder and the general contract and the developer as well uh, to streamline that entire payment process. I should also mention that as some, something we do do is we provide kind of, we provide access control, we provide uh, an app-based access control, we provide virtual access control, meaning people are in areas they shouldn't be, and we also provide the kind of physical access control. And so as we're doing this on construction sites, right, especially, you know, something is built and there's areas that only certain workers at that point can go into, right? We have all that with our central workforce database, uh, but that also for some of the projects we're on, we're then going through and managing that on the existing ongoing operation of the facility. So once a building is built, right, mm -hmm. and you have secure points, we can then control and manage the workforce coming in to maintain and operate that building. Because wow. again, it follows that same pattern of multiple people working for multiple different companies all coming to the same site, right? So you really need a central platform and a central database of all the workforce to understand what's happening on that site. So you can easily maneuver that into the operation and have those advantages uh, onto the existing building as well. And I'll just underscore that privacy and confidentiality is taken into consideration and all that. So there is no worry that any of our uh, people that are in the system, uh, uh, that their data would be shared with uh, somebody other than employer, than an employer. Sure. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, then, you know, beyond the, the delivery of the project, uh, Iris offers the, the added security uh, for those, let's say, if you're living in uh, a high rise or a, um, a community, a condo community where there is, um, you know, multiple uh, parties coming in and out and sort of allows the HOA or the property manager, or whomever, to uh, keep uh, closer tabs on you know the operations within within the building. Exactly, and and what they're doing, how long they were there, right? Who was there, right? At any one point, which can be very valuable when you're coming in to work on a facility with is operating basically, whether it's a, a data center or a high rise or an office building, right? And many of these facilities that you mentioned have their own contracts to come and do maintenance. Sure. Upkeep of a building. And so post construction, we support our clients in tracking that. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> it's all the same data. Funny enough, funny enough, we sound like we're supermen or superwomen here, right? But it, it's all the same data. You're, you're sure. just understanding. It's all the same basic information, and it's just how you apply it. You apply it during construction or after construction, it applies the exact same way. And we're, we're really big efficiency geeks, right? <laughs> Once you have the data and it's captured, we don't need to, you don't need to ask everybody every day who was on site, right? You have the data, you capture it once and then reuse it for everything you need. And now you can capture it virtually and unobstructively as people are coming in and out. 
So talk to me a little bit about um, that the, the process. Um, I'm also a data geek, so I'm, I'm with you guys on this one. So talk to me about the process of like onboarding. Um, what you know, because I imagine at the onset there's uh, you know a bit of a, a ramp up process where you're you know inputting, organizing the data and whatnot. How does that work, and and how you know do you uh, make the process, let's say, uh, a little more painless for for your users? We're a virtual company, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we also are plug and play, so our our equipment, if there's any needed on the site, uh, is flown is flown in or shipped in. And with clear instructions to install, it's uh, like I said, plug and play. So you just open the box, zip tie it to something, put power, we're, we're good to go. We have a very wow. strong customer service team that does remote training, everything through video conference, even prior to the pandemic, we were uh, virtual. Uh, we fly if needed. Some clients want us to be in person, but it's really not necessary. Um, but everything is done virtually. We have a very extensive training program that our customer service makes sure that uh, the, the, the administrator on site is well-trained and understood. And our customer service is very responsive throughout the project because we understand that time is money for our clients. Mm -hmm. Our clients want to be on the go. If I have a question, I want it responded, uh, respond to, a response to it, I mean. And, sure. and we're there for our clients. We have a good uh, support site that they can go in. It's very clear for them to get into that. And the onboarding of importing the data happens in multiple different ways. So I'm going to get into that really quickly. Um, every construction site in general that you're going to go work in, you're supposed to go through a safety training. Uh, that is a requirement. You, you should have, that's an OSHA requirement. And that safety training is typically a good 20 minutes, half an hour that people go through when they get to the site. This is where we capture the data. They're going to register for that training regardless. So they're registering for that training in our system. Mm -hmm. And that's how their information gets uh, uh, pushed into our system. There are different ways how we do it as well, where some of our clients say, look, my subs want to mass upload that information before people come to the site. That's available as well. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's an Excel sheet that basically best sure. upload in our system. And then you off you go, you're ready to go. It's a very simple data we're collecting. So it's very simple to upload it as well in the system. And I think the key is just to work within the kind of operational administrative requirements of a project. So the data is being captured since we started talking about data, it's being captured anyway. So let's just make sure we're capturing the most efficient way possible, right? So sure. if there is an OSHA training, we have created kind of our own um, kind of onboarding in our system that can be used by the project. So instead of doing it twice, we're really just doing it once or even getting it right into the, the important kind of central workforce database. If they're smaller projects, right, it's, it's not, a, it's actually not a big issue, right? You just put in the person's name and their information um, that might not be doing a, a OSHA safety briefing. Uh, sometimes we work on projects that are already ongoing. There's no reason why you can't bring Iris in, by the way, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> if you're in the middle of the bill and you're like, well, I really wish I had the system, we will come and we'll make it as seamless and easy as possible because right, that's what we do. So we'll work and understand the systems you have, import the data you don't have, help your administrators figure out how to capture what you need and, and, and start running and collecting information. And I'll underscore again, our success has been our customer service. It's uh, mm. been big. Uh, we have a very talented team, very dedicated to our clients. Um, and, and that's always been our forte. 
I'm glad to hear that because I just, you know, coming from the real estate side, we often say, at least, you know, here at Cervera, it's that the customer service has to be paramount, especially as we uh, move into, you know, the, uh, the age, we've been in the age of automation, but as every, you know, information and everything is at your fingertips. I still love to have that human connection and that ability to just have that added value by, you know, a, a person to person connection. So um, I'm sure that's been, um, you know, a, a, another component of your success. Um, speaking of success, I have to imagine that your growth has been exponential. And now even post COVID, as you mentioned, with more, uh, you know, people of all ages and industries adopting technology. So can you share a little bit about sort of your trajectory and, and uh, maybe where you're looking to go from here? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we've, we've seen great growth. Um, and really, I think you saw an acceleration of the adoption of technology with COVID, right? And so with that as a company, we saw, I think, 4x growth during that kind of whiplash of, sure. of COVID, where I think we all held our breath collectively in the industry to understand what was going to happen uh, back in, in March of 2020. And then what we saw is that there's a lot of construction projects that still needed to keep going, right? And then actually, I think um, the the owners and the contractors that had the right technology in place were able to move forward faster on those construction projects. Um, now, what we see is stay running. Projects- Sorry, not to cut you off, and stay running. Move faster or stay running. Yeah, already started. Yeah, yeah. And they and now what we're seeing too is that some projects that did get delayed are starting up. Right. right. So you're seeing kind of almost a doubling up, I think, of construction starts right now. You have the construction starts uh, that were initially going to happen now. You have the ones mm-hmm. that were delayed. All right. So it's doubling up. And then obviously you have the projects that were able to keep going during the pandemic, which I think is uh, it makes the construction industry just fascinating right now. No, this is not the question you asked, but then it also makes me think of right what we're going to, you know, the shortage of workforce. Right. <laughs> so you have construction accelerating and you have a right a a limited number of workers kind of moving into that acceleration so it's just going to be an interesting time in the market so just back to your question where iris is going is really we want to be a part of as many construction projects as possible Mm because in our view once you're tracking that information on the on the worker and the workforce think about it they can take their iris id and run to any project Right, and easily streamline that onboarding process, have their own kind of record of, yes, I was on these projects. Yes, I completed this work, right? Uh, so adding a little transparency to what I think is a pretty opaque uh, kind of um, area in the market. And then we're really looking to kind of move more internationally as well, which we have uh, started to recently. Right. Asked about our growth, we've been very fortunate with a very talented team. And we've built a very good uh, internal uh, uh, family-like feeling in the company where actually most of our people came referred internally, either family or friends have joined our company and helped our growth. So we got really lucky that way in in the sense of building a culture of positivity in the company, um, of entrepreneurship. People that join our company have the freedom to think we are not uh, dictating what they need to do or micromanaging, we bring talented individuals that are thinking and they are in line with our uh, vision and they are growing the company with us. That's great. That's huge. I think that um, 
you know, that that just makes the job uh, that much easier and, and keeping people happy and motivated, uh, you know, makes them invested. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking uh, once again here with Alexandra McManus, uh, co-founder of, uh, excuse me, Alexandra McManus and Hussein Cholkami, co-founders of Iris. That's E-Y-R-U-S. For those of you that are listening, I'm sure you're Googling them by now because if you, uh, if you, you haven't already um, grasped this, they're truly... Uh, changing and uh, improving uh, the, the the whole process of construction for every type of user. There's more than I even expected coming into this. But what what are the things that I just want to circle back on something you touched on before, which I think is really relevant to our South Florida market? There's a, a huge um, you know, there's huge demand right now for housing and a very low supply. So I think if I'm sitting there, uh, if I'm a spec builder or I'm in the process of a project that I want to get uh, either started and finished quicker or that's been running behind schedule and, and I want to complete to take advantage of this demand, uh, you know, Iris seems like the the perfect solution. Sure. So workforce shortage. That is still a problem out there. So managing the workforce is very important so you can be efficient with the shortage that is happening. So what do you think is, what is the solution there to, uh, to manage? Um, how do we turn that around? Well, to be honest, in the construction and part of what you were uh, mentioning, you asked earlier about delays. If you have a crew that is coming in today because they have to work on the electrical, uh, sorry, on, on closing out the walls, but the electrical crew hasn't finished and you're not able to notify the, drywall people not to come today, they're going to be benched all day and you're losing money, first of all, because you have to pay them because they're there. They can't work because electricians are not done. Uh, and or now you have a scheduled delay. You could have used that crew on a different project. So the whole right. idea is if I know that the electrical team is not done on this site today, instead of bringing them from bringing the drywall guys from the crew from another site, to come to this to finish where they need to be today, leave them over there or send them to another project that requires the, that needs the drywall crew. And this site doesn't need them today. So I'm more efficient in how I'm distributing my workforce as a self-performed general contractor, for example, or a sub so that I can make sure that A, I'm dealing with the shortage. There is not enough people to go around. So I have to manage who's going where at all time to make sure I'm efficient with my crew that I have. Well, and, and to manage any, anything, right? You need visibility. Sure. Right? You have to understand and have the data and the information available to you, right? So you can do your job better. And really that's our goal is to allow and enable everybody to do their job better, right? The, the, the people that, right? The trade workers are the experts. People that are project managing, those are the experts. But how do you do your, your job better? You have the information faster, right? And more accurately. And that's that's really what we're aiming to do. Well, and my hats off uh, to you once again. So, um, Alexandra Hussein, I want to be considerate of, of your time. I imagine you guys are uh, extremely busy. So, as we wind this down, talk to me about um, sort of what well, you mentioned. If we could touch quickly, uh, you mentioned earlier about data centers, and that's something that keeps coming uh, up in conversation more and more. And I think for the the average listener may not be as familiar with it, but I think it's they're extremely important to the infrastructure as we continue to grow, especially here in South Florida, but really all over the U.S. So could you um, help us sort of understand our listeners uh, what they should know about data centers, why they're relevant and, and how, you know, they're sort of shaping our landscape? Well, data centers at the end of the day are the largest real estate developers in the world today. Technology 
keeps advancing. Just what we're doing right now is using a data center because we're talking through a video and an audio that's going through a data center. As the entire world is getting more and more tech advanced and more software and more support, even the banking system, everything requires a data center. So data center is going to continue to be, uh, ever since everything is on a cloud now, that's going to continue to be a major demand globally when it comes to construction. And that has been in the US right now, especially during the, the, the pandemic. Now, when you think about it, the difference uh, from the data center development, the, the tenant is the data, it's not the people. Mm. So the data is very valuable on a daily basis, a lot more valuable, unfortunately, these days than renting an office space. A lot of developers are looking at it saying for every, I don't know how they measure a gigabyte or whatever it is they measure with, that has costs. So the schedule of finishing that data center on time is very important. Data centers are now being built in high rise vertically. They're being built as campuses. Uh, some of our clients own multiple data centers on the same site uh, and, and, and it's growing. And the thing with data centers, once you could finish building a data center, by the end of building that, you're going back to the beginning and updating the system. So there's constant construction on the data center or update or upkeep because technology keeps becoming more advanced every day. Mm -hmm. If you follow that. So you, you constantly have construction happening in data centers. Right. And yeah. So as Hussein mentioned, they run on a very tight schedule and safety and security are of kind of utmost important on those type of projects. Right. So they're uh, data centers are very heavy users of the Irish platform because they're touching every piece of it to really understand what's happening on their site and to keep a close eye on the kind of the deployment of the workforce against the, the projection of the schedule. Right, so they understand what's happening. And then you also have secure rooms where only certain people with certain certifications can, can get into even during the build, right? So mm -hmm. starting to understand and have that access control, whether it's physical or virtual, becomes very, very important on those type of sites. The, they are that way. I think our, our marketing director coined this term, but I really like it. Data centers are really the, the, the um, power plants of the 21st century. Mm -hmm. The world is not going to operate without them. That's not going to stop. And I think for for um, developer buffs, what is it? It's about a two hundred billion dollar uh, kind of construction market right now, and that's growing at five percent cager, I think, a year. So wow. it's it's a big market and it's growing. Um, and I, that's I in the U.S. alone. Yeah, that's in the U.S. alone. Wow. And are you seeing any of this uh, coming to Miami in terms of uh, data center uh, development? We don't have specifically a data center in Miami, but we know that there are data centers being built in the suburbs of Miami. Typically, a lot of these will end up in the suburbs. Now, multiple cities are looking at building them within the city because of reach and data. There's not enough pipeline. I don't know how you want to call it, but sure. <laughs> I'm not that side of a technician, but it's not enough. It's like a Wi-Fi extender. <laughs> There's not enough <laughs> pipeline to move data across a city so it is better to build smaller stations through the city so that data can move faster now, so you will see more and more of uh, data centers being built uh, locally actually right around the corner from me here in dc uh, one data center just finished uh, construction small one as a booster from data coming uh, uh, from outside of the city. I think you're going to see the same thing in Miami, right? Where in, in outside of DC and Virginia, there's a lot of massive data centers that are being built and then the smaller ones in the city. Mm -hmm. Most of our projects, funny enough, are in suburbs, not too far from major cities nationwide. 
Interesting. So to wind this down, um, final thoughts, what, what are you most excited about, um, you know, in the years to come, what's, what's your biggest challenge and what is your, uh, most, what are you most passionate about in terms of, uh, the next phase for Iris? Uh, I'll, I'll start and I'll let Hussein jump in, but <laughs> so the biggest challenge I think is really just people moving from status quo to adopting technology. It's hard for anybody to do. You have an industry with development and construction that has been lagging behind in the adoption of technology. So that's still the, hey, everybody come in. There's huge value to be gained by, you know, starting to digitize and automatically collect this information and run it through workflow. So it's just getting people to change what they're doing today uh, to move to something that's going to have incredible, incredible value. Um, and to me, though, is once we, you know, continue to push past that, the incredible amount of information and value and time savings we can help create from the project to selling the completing the project to from the and the worker getting paid is just tremendous. So I mean, I really see a world where everybody has this data and it's shared really seamlessly um, across a project and across projects, right, if that makes sense. And mine is a little different. I've, I, from day one, I, I, I always kept on saying we're not smarter than our clients. At the beginning, when we started Iris, it felt like pulling teeth to get ideas from our clients. Today, we're flooded with ideas. What's, what's, what's really exciting is our clients are actually engaging with us in providing and building new features because they are really engaged in technology. And so what I'm excited about personally is in the next coming years, that becoming even stronger, because as everybody's becoming more tech savvy and everybody's looking at companies like us to help them reach their vision of where they want to be with, with technology, it's going to be an incredible uh, ride for us as a partnership with our clients um, to grow the company as we've been growing, because our clients have been our partners to grow where we are today. I love it. So tell uh, for our listeners that want to learn more about you, um, please tell them where they can uh, find you uh, online or uh, on social. www.iris.com, E-Y-R-U-S.com. You can email me at Hussein, H-U-S-S-E-I-N at iris.com, or you can email Alex at Alex at iris.com. We also, wait, what do you know? Our, what's our LinkedIn? Our uh, LinkedIn follow, is Iris. Yeah, <laughs> follow us on LinkedIn. We post a lot. We have a nice. Facebook as well, and we also have an Instagram. Uh, you know, I have to ask because you you threw me off at the beginning when I didn't expect the pronunciation to be Iris, right? So where, where does the name come from? What's the background on that? Oh, well, that's an interesting one. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, in general, we the whole idea of being prescient, that was our name, right? Of understanding and seeing things ahead so that you're on top of things. And everything really revolves around the eye and a vision. And actually, our logo is the iris itself. And so really, it's a, it's a word game of iris and an eye together and a vision into the future. 
and finding a website that domain we could purchase. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> so we got close. Poetic and practical. I love it. It's, I would expect nothing, nothing less from a team as, as efficient as, as yourself. So um, thank you so much for coming on, for, for sharing this information with our listeners. I am excited to see uh, you know, where, where you go from here. And as you know, all of us, the beneficiaries of this amazing service that you're providing. Um, so we'll be in touch. Hopefully you guys can come back on the show in the future and, you know, give us an update on what's going on and what you're seeing. That would be great. So ladies and gentlemen, for those of you out there uh, watching, make sure to follow Miami Real Estate Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also visit our blog, MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com. This was a conversation with Alexandra McManus and Hussein Chulkami, uh, co-founders of Iris. They are changing the game in construction. So thank you both for being here. Um, we will talk to you soon. And for all of you out there, remember that here in Miami, the future is always bright. Take care. Folks. <laughs>